Well, thank God for the opportunity to be here. All the singing has been great. And uh, if you're visiting with us, we appreciate you being here uh, tonight as well. Amen. Psalms 102. And if you'll stand with us tonight, Psalms 102. And uh, we'll read verses 1 through 7 this evening. Psalms 102 and verses 1 through 7 tonight. This is a psalm of David. And uh, the heading in your Bible reads like mine. Uh, This is a prayer of the afflicted. He prays when he's overwhelmed and he pours out his complaint before the Lord. He says in verse number 1, he said, Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Hide not thy face from me in the day when I am in trouble. Incline thine ear unto me in the day when I call, answer me speedily. How many of you have ever felt like that? Amen. You want God to be in a hurry. And most of the time he's not tonight. Amen. Verse number 3. For my days are consumed like smoke and my bones are burned as an hearth. My heart is smitten and withered like grass so that I forget to eat my bread. By reason of the voice of my groaning, my bones cleave to my skin. Verses number 6 and 7 is where we're going to draw our thought tonight. He said, I'm like a pelican of the wilderness. I'm like an owl of the desert. I watch... And Emma, as a sparrow alone on the housetop, you can be seated tonight and let's pray together. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for your goodness to us. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. And God, we pray, Lord, tonight that you would help us, Lord, as we attempt to expound the truth of your word. God, to draw these truths out and to make application of them. Lord, we need your power. God, we need your touch tonight, Lord. Above all, we want to see Jesus Christ high and lifted up. I pray, Lord, that you'd help that to be accomplished, Lord, this evening. I pray, uh, Lord, for those that were not able to be here, Lord, for whatever reason, we pray that you'd be with them. Uh, But, God, there is a crowd that is here tonight. And, Lord, I pray that you'd speak to our hearts. Lord, that you would help us, God, that you would draw us closer to yourself. And, God, may you use your word tonight, Lord, to encourage our hearts and strengthen us here uh, in this midweek service. Lord, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for the good reminder in song, Lord, of who you are, the fact that you love us tonight, and Lord, we can proclaim that, that you love us, and Lord, we're allowed to return that love and reciprocate that love to you tonight, but only because you first loved us, and we're so thankful for your grace, for your mercy, Lord, for your power in our lives, Lord, how you bless us and how you take care of us, and Lord, I pray, God, that you would help us to reflect upon that, God, as we receive help from your word tonight, Lord, we love you. Pray, Lord, that your will will be accomplished, and we ask it tonight in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The psalmist begins to write in Psalm 102, and he begins to pray unto God, and it becomes very apparent that he is afflicted. It becomes very apparent that he is in trouble. He uses much figurative language. He talks about his, uh, his days being consumed like smoke and his bones burning as within a hearth. And he said, my heart is smitten and withered like grass so that I forget to eat my bread. He's been brought to a place uh, of depression and brought to a place uh, of darkness where he cannot even eat. He said in verse number 5, By the reason of the voice of my groaning, my bones cleave to my skin. And then he uses these birds in verses 6 and 7 to draw a figurative picture uh, to explain how he is and to explain the condition of his soul tonight. Notice what he said in verse number 6. He said, I am like a pelican of the wilderness. 
I am like an owl of the desert. I watch and am as a sparrow alone upon the housetop. Uh, He uses these birds tonight and we'll find that they are all out of place. None of them are in their natural habitat. None of them are at home tonight. Uh, But it goes further than just their situation and the atmosphere to which they're in. It's also the condition of their spirit. And the Bible talks about that pelican being there uh, in the wilderness. And we know a pelican belongs on the beach. Amen. Uh, An owl belongs in the forest. But he speaks about the owl in verse number 6 being in a desert. And then he talks about that sparrow not being in the branch of a tree or being out in the forest or being out in nature. But he compares himself to a sparrow alone upon the housetop. All of them are out of place and all of them are alone. God has a way of using loneliness in our life and God has a way of using isolation in our life to accomplish that which He desires. I want to preach for a few moments tonight on the ministry of isolation in your life. The ministry of isolation in your life. God looked at Adam one day after He had created him and he saw that he was alone and he said that wasn't good amen and even though that wasn't good and even though God used the rib of Adam after he put him to sleep uh, to give him a companion so that he may be with someone God still is able to use those moments of loneliness and moments of isolation in our life I thought about Moses as he fled for his life from his Hebrew brethren because uh, of his murder of that agenda Egyptian. He finds himself in a place there uh, called Midian and he's on the backside of a desert and he's living and acting as a shepherd and it's there in that lonely place that God uh, spoke to him in the burning bush. We think about Elijah tonight, amen, uh, being there up under the juniper tree. He thought that he was the only one left serving God. We think about Elisha, we think about uh, David, we think about the many psalmists as they wrote the scripture particularly the one here in Psalm 102. But even the Lord Jesus Christ, as He began His ministry, He had a crowd around Him. And the crowd began to dwindle as the preaching got tighter. Amen. And He made His way to a cross. And there were just a handful of women and John the Apostle. The Lord Jesus Christ was there on the cross. And before it was all over, every disciple and every man had forsaken Him. And even God God the Father Himself had turned His face away from the darling Son of God and there Jesus was and He was all alone tonight. Amen. Uh, uh, When God turned the lights out at Calvary uh, and God isolated His Son on Golgotha's hillside He did the greatest work that He ever did. Hallelujah. And I'm glad that even though we we may be alone uh, we'll never have to experience uh, uh, being alienated and isolated from God in the manner that His Son did tonight. Amen. God has a way of using isolation in our life. As we look to the text tonight, we're just going to examine these birds and try to draw some application out of them and then we'll go home tonight. Amen. Verse number 6, He said, I am like a pelican of the wilderness. I am like an owl of the desert. Notice in verse number 6, he uses the pelican tonight to show us that God uses isolation to enhance production. 
He uses the pelican tonight to enhance production. You say, what are you talking about tonight? These pelicans, whenever they are going to lay their clutch of eggs and they are going to give birth to the next generation, give birth to their young, what these pelicans will do is these pelicans will fly away and they will find a place of solitude. Whenever they go and they build their nest and they lay those eggs, it's interesting tonight uh, that this pelican, as it is laying there on the nest and it is preparing to give birth, to those eggs it will begin to molt it will begin uh, to shed its old feathers and there is new growth that begins to grow upon that pelican you say preacher what are you trying to say tonight Uh, that pelican goes and before it gives birth it becomes very weakened it begins to molt and it begins to to shed those feathers and it becomes uh, very vulnerable tonight amen and oftentimes, God will use our isolation in our life he'll bring us to our weakest he'll bring us often to our lowest point in life and what God is trying to do he's not trying to hurt us he's not trying to hinder us in any other way but to bring us to a place of utter dependence upon him tonight amen God will unplug you from contentment to shape you into what he desires for you to be See, we could be comfortable and we could be happy and all of us like that. I like to be, be comfortable. I like to be happy. I don't, I don't really like to be bothered uh, with anything. But you know, that really just produces laziness in my life. It produces unthankfulness in my life. It produces the lack or desire uh, to really get up and do anything. But God will often stir us up and bring us out of the commonplace and bring us out of the status quo and bring us out of that place of comfort because he desires to develop in us what we could not have if God had not put us by ourselves tonight. Amen. So whenever you find yourself alone, you find yourself uh, in isolation, you find yourself estranged from everybody else, just know this, that God is preparing something in your life that He desires for you to do. The Apostle Paul uh, was on the backside of the desert there for some number of years before the Lord allowed him to go out and to pen Scripture and to have a ministry that turned the world upside down. And so too, God desires to use that isolation in your life. I remember uh, some years ago, uh, and uh, I can't believe it's been as long as it had, but I remember when I moved here. I remember when I left um, home where I live. I'm I'm from Dallas, Georgia. It's about an hour and a half south of here. And um, you go 75 south, it's not really that hard to find. There's nothing really special Uh, about that place but I remember God bringing me here and uh, having to sit down with uh, Brother Gravely and I think we were down there at El Matador how many of you ate down there amen I don't think a lot of people go there anymore, amen, but it was good back then nonetheless. But we had a meeting there, and uh, he was talking about the possibility of coming to Bible college. And uh, I remember driving 75 South uh, in my pickup truck, and I remember God speaking to my heart so clear, saying, that is where I want you. And I was excited. I was kind of afraid. I was, I was 
looking forward to it. And I, I moved and, and got everything, told my pastor where I was. I was leaving and uh, quit my job and all of those things. And God, just for the sake of time, don't have the time to lay it all out. But God orchestrated some things where I absolutely knew that it was the will of God for me to move here. And uh, uh, when I moved here, if you remember where the old Bible college was in Chickamauga, that old church building, it used to be Solid Rock Baptist Church, and then it's something else now, and of course the church sold that. But they have a fellowship hall off the side uh, of that church, and it's just a block building. And I remember working for the church and being there, and I didn't really know everybody here and all of that kind of stuff. And, and I remember in those winter nights, you'd lay down in that block building and, and just about freeze yourself to death. And uh, I'd take it, I had a little electric space heater and that back bedroom where I was living at, I'd plug that space heater in and uh, just, I mean, roast out the whole room, just shut the door off, climb up under about two comforters and just die to the world, amen. Uh, But there were some times that I kind of thought to myself, "What, what did I get myself into? I mean, I came up here, Brother Gravely's working me to death. Somebody say amen right there. He's working me to death. Amen. Uh, going down to McDonald's, counting out pocket change, just be able to, uh, to get a cheeseburger. And, and sometimes thought, what in the world have I gotten myself into? But boy, looking back, if I'd have never come here, if I'd have never obeyed the voice of God and, and kind of come to a new place and, and not really know anybody and kind of kind of be the new guy around and, and allow God to put me in that place of isolation where it kind of seems like you're forgotten and, and you don't really know anybody. But God has done wonderful things in my heart and my life because of this place. Because I have the opportunity just to say yes to the will of God and just come up here and have a church be so good to me. Amen. And God give me a wife. And God give me a family. And the Lord let me step out in evangelism and pastor. And now have the opportunity to come back. I just want to say I love this place tonight. Amen. But I'm thankful for the times when God will unplug you from everybody else. And He'll do in your heart and life. And when only what He can do in those times and those moments tonight. Amen. God's put you by yourself because He wants to enhance production in your life. Number two tonight, look at verse number six again. He said, I'm like a pelican of the wilderness. I'm like an owl of the desert. This owl also is out of place. This owl also is by itself. And it's interesting to note tonight that whenever the owl is tired and it's run down and it can't see, Rather than hunt there in the forest, what it'll do is it'll leave the, leave the, the, the sanctuary and the protection of the woods and it'll go out into the desert so that it can easily spot a mouse. It's, as, as you study owls, uh, you would think that they have really, really good eyesight. Uh, but actually among birds, their eyesight is r- really not that good, maybe compared to an eagle or some other bird of prey. And so what they do is they fly out there to that desert and they just rest and they look for their prey to come along because they don't have to put a whole lot of effort into the hunt tonight. But what God is doing is God is using these places of isolation in our life to examine our perception. To kind of gauge the way we look at things and gauge the way that we see things tonight. See, that owl can eat better in the desert. Amen. God sometimes will put you in a desert just for the specific purpose of feeding you tonight. Amen. 
You're around the crowd and you're uh, comfortable as we said earlier. But God will bring you to a desert place in your life so that He can allow you to pull up to His table and eat and be fed by His hand. And be eat, to eat and be fed by His Word. To be led about by His will tonight. Amen. And I'm glad that when our perception is dim and we're tired and we can't see in our spiritual walk, I'm glad that God will feed us and God will provide for us. And aren't you glad tonight that God can always see what you cannot see tonight. Amen. I, 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 want, I want the uh, the end result now. Amen. We get impatient and we we want to be, put, be able to put all of the, of the pieces together and figure it all out. But we can't do that tonight. Amen. God just wants us to walk by faith. Uh, to walk hand in hand with Jesus. Uh, and to walk in the light that He's given us tonight. God doesn't want you to see the big picture. He just wants you to obey what He's put in front of you now. And He'll never lead you astray. Thank God he sees the big picture tonight. Amen. You say, who am I going to marry? Let God worry about that tonight. Amen. Brother Dean McNeese said this one time, and it's a great quote. He said, Adam wasn't worried about who he was going to marry. He said, he just fell asleep, and he woke up with a wife. Amen. If you'll get busy serving God, and quit worrying about this one or that one, quit trying to put it all together, and just do the will of God for your life, God will meet your needs tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. How do you see things tonight? Sometimes God has to move us out of that comfortable place for you and I to be able to examine how we're looking at things tonight. Are you looking at it through your eyes? Are you looking at it through your perception? Are you looking at your life with spiritual glasses on tonight are you looking at your life with spiritual eyes and trying to see things the way God sees them tonight God uses isolation to enhance production he uses isolation to examine our perception but then notice this with me tonight he uses isolation to embrace partnership look what he says in verse number seven he said I watch and am as a sparrow alone upon the housetop. If you ever notice many songbirds or, or sparrows are the instance here in verse number 7. Sparrows are, are rarely alone. Sparrow is one of the, the many birds in the animal kingdom that, that mates for life. They always have their companion with them. They always have their mate with them. But when a sparrow's mate dies, they will go somewhere and they will sit alone by themselves. They won't give out a mating call. They'll sit there in solitude and they'll sit there in isolation. And if another, another sparrow comes by and they sing, then that sparrow will stay alone. You would think that the one that comes along and sings, that they would, they would be encouraged by that and they would become mates with them and they would stay with them. But that sparrow that comes by and sings to that sparrow who is alone, that sparrow who is alone will not respond. They will ignore that other sparrow and they will stay alone. But here's what's interesting tonight. If another one comes by and it just sits there and it doesn't say anything and it doesn't sing, those two sparrows are brought together 
together and they become mates for life. It's as if the other sparrow comes alongside beside them and doesn't try to encourage them with hollow words. Uh, doesn't try to come and, and relate with them when they really can't. But they just come alongside them and it's like with their body language they say, I know how you feel. I know where you've been tonight. Amen. Uh, are you waiting on companionship? Are you waiting on fellowship tonight? Amen. Do you feel like a sparrow without a song? Has God brought you to a place of isolation tonight? Hey, listen to me. Friends can offer good words of encouragement when we find ourselves in that place. But I'm glad there's one tonight who's not just offering up hollow words. He knows how it is to be alone and he can relate with us. And hallelujah, God has joined us to himself and we forever have a companion in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Amen. Sometimes people can feel like this sparrow alone upon the housetop. You never know what people are going through. People that you see every week in this place. Truth be told, we see each other for just a few hours a week. We leave, we go home, and we go about our days, and we go about our lives, and, and really that's how church ought to be. Amen. And ought to not be filled with a bunch of drama. Amen. Everybody being in everybody's hip pocket. Then I, somebody say amen. amen. Church ought to be church. Amen. amen. But the fact of the matter is tonight is you don't understand and know what people are going through. That's why we ought not exclude anybody. Psalms 133, David said this. He said, Behold how good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity tonight. Amen. I'm glad tonight that God has never excluded me. I'm glad He's never pushed me out. When I've been unlovable and I've been unforgiving, when I've, when I've been hard to deal with, at times tonight, I'm glad God has never cast me away. And the fact of the matter is, is you don't have to like everybody, but we are commanded to love one another tonight. And if you're spirit-filled tonight, and I'm spirit-filled, we may not like each other, and we may not be able to connect in every manner and every way, but if we're spirit-filled tonight, then we ought to at least, at the very least, be able to have fellowship tonight. Because there are people tonight that that's all they want is a friend. You say, are you going to get all mushy and all psycho babble on me tonight? No, I'm just telling you how it is. Depression is a very real thing. Amen. Anxiety and, and, and feelings of, uh, of, of feeling cast out. Those are very real things tonight. We need each other tonight. We need the church. We need one another. We need fellowship. We need companionship. And listen to me. If you ever find yourself in that place where you don't feel like you can talk to somebody. We don't talk about this kind of stuff nearly enough. But if you feel like your world's caving in and you feel like the only thing that you can do to find any reprieve or any relief is to end your life tonight. You know, that, listen, that's not the will of God. 
It's never God's will for you to hurt yourself. Amen. If you feel like you're, I'm glad you've got a friend in Jesus, but you need a friend in the church sometimes. Amen. You need to be able to just sit down and talk with somebody. And these things that we're talking about and these things that have come to light tonight, they're very real and they're very present in our society. And there are too many people that have left this world and they've went to heaven too soon because they felt like they could not talk to somebody. We need one another tonight, amen. You say, well, they get on my nerves. How many, you understand tonight that there are things that you do that get on people's nerves. But if somebody goes to church here and you go to church here and you know it's God's will for you to be here tonight, then it's God's will for you to be able to put up with that person, amen. I'm glad God's never cast us out. God will use these times of isolation. God will use these desert and these wilderness and these lonely housetop experiences to shape us into what He would have us to be for His honor and for His glory. Don't despise the loneliness. The Bible talks about not despising the day of small things. I don't want to often just talk to the preachers and, and those in full-time ministry, but uh, that's where I find myself. That's the Lord's will for my life, and I, I can relate with that so easy. But whatever the case is, wherever you find yourself in life tonight, you say, when is it going to be my time? When is God going to use me? When am I going to be able to be at the forefront and really be used to God? Listen, your time is coming if you'll just be faithful in the small things. If you'll just be faithful to the church that God put you in. If you'll just be faithful to the ministry that God's allowed you to serve in tonight. If you'll just be in your place and be faithful and be in your spot. God will bless you for that tonight. Amen. I know this has kind of been different. But this is just what's been on my heart tonight. Amen. God will use those isolated times in our life for our benefit this evening. Amen. Jesus knows how you feel. Jesus knows where you are. He knows where you've been. And He knows where you're going tonight. Amen. And if you find yourself in that place tonight, would you let God help you? You can talk to me. You can talk to these preachers. You can talk to these others. You can talk to a friend tonight and bear your heart with them and get the help you need.